2: Now
4: Welcome, welcome everyone. My name is Sean and today I want to talk about this situation involving Lakin Riley, the nursing student who was murdered in the state of Georgia by an illegal immigrant from Venezuela who is defrauding our asylum system because a lot of people in the mainstream media are trying to gloss over this situation, trying to make it about the dangers of women alone playing sports ball or try to say that it was just a regular Athens man who actually committed this murder and it's just, you know, a Georgian killer. Killing a Georgian, nothing unusual about this situation. When in reality, Lake and Riley would be alive today if we had a serious immigration system. Lake and Riley would not have been murdered if we actually did something about preventing asylum fraudsters from entering this country, because that's exactly how the accused killer, Jose Ibarra, ended up getting into this nation. Now we're gonna talk about this, but before we do, I want to thank everybody who signed up over on actualjusticewarrior.com. join slash oh, join.
0: Give me the money. Give you, give me the money. Okay.
4: And thank you to the podcast listeners, Spotify, Apple, and Google's podcasting platform. So I've seen a lot of videos of Lake and Riley as of late, where it's just a mismatch of all the different things that she was doing on social media. And what you see is an average American 22-year-old university student having a good time as she is working to become a nurse, a very honorable profession. And that was unfortunately cut short when an illegal immigrant brutally murdered her. And by the way, some of the details of this case are absolutely horrific, they're starting to come out for apparently no real reason we still don't have a motive or a connection between the two yet and this is something that we're not only supposed to accept and kind of ignore but the media doesn't want to highlight the nation of origin how this person got into this country so that you guys can see it now a lot of people are gonna say listen illegal immigrants here's what you don't realize they don't commit crimes as much as the general american population and honestly they're way less criminal than the general american population now i I want to address that right off the bat so one illegal immigrants committing less crime than the native-born Americans by whatever percentage is only true because the native-born population of the United States of America includes a bunch of black Americans that wildly disproportionately commit crimes more than any other group if you take them out the data might show that illegal immigrants commit more murders more crimes than the native population however the might is the key word right there because we actually don't have a good crime data related to illegal immigrants. In fact, what people often do is they cite data from one of two states that collect data on immigration status upon arrest without accounting for the fact that a lot of that data doesn't include a full accounting of immigration status upon arrest. What they do is they use studies and whatnot of the Texas data who purports to try to collect the immigration status of suspects upon arrest, but the thing is, a large group of people have unknown origin in the Texas data, and they will be released on regular bail or whatever. And by the time they would get around to changing that unknown status to citizen or non-citizen or illegal immigrant, the case would probably be over or it would be adjudicated or whatever. So we never get a full accounting of that data. So what we're actually seeing is that these people who are trying to downplay the criminality of the illegal immigrant population in this country are hiding behind the ambiguity in the data of Texas while they're still trying to assess whether or not this person is here legally a citizen or a non-citizen illegal. They're hiding behind that unknown category and yes we've known about this for years and yes the overwhelming majority of states 48 to 49 of them don't even attempt to collect immigration status upon arrest so we don't even find out they're illegal immigrants according to the data unless they've been fully adjudicated and convicted of the crime when we're measuring citizens upon arrest so yeah that data is extremely flawed you're comparing apples to oranges in that one side gets only convictions while the other side is reports not even necessarily arrests and the only reason they would be lower than the native-born population is because black americans disproportionately commit a wild amount of crime in this nation if you go look at europe you will see that the criminal migrant population is much higher than the natural born population but more importantly than the arguments about whether or not illegals commit more or less crime than The natural born population is the fact that the natural born population is just that they are people born in the United States born with citizenship. They come with the territory. Yes, that includes black areas and we can't really do anything about that. But we can do something about these people immigrating to this country through our fraudulent asylum system, and that is not being done. So these are in the categories of mostly preventable crimes, and that is something that we are learning more and more about when it comes to Ibarra.
5: Jose Ibarra, the suspected killer of Lake and Riley's arrest affidavit, says that he used a weapon to seriously disfigure her skull, and the affidavit also says that Ibarra concealed a death by dragging Riley's body to a secluded area. The coroner hears says the full autopsy report likely won't be out for several weeks.
4: Now, look, there are a lot of gruesome details related to this case. I'm not going to just flood you with all of that information. However, I will point out that according to the charging document, Abara killed this woman, dragged her to a secluded area. He was spotted by his neighbor with a bunch of bloody clothing, hurling that into a dumpster. And this is due to the savage nature of this particular crime. But to me, what's more interesting than any individual details related to the act actual murder or the details of how this person got into the United States of America. Because, of course, he came from Venezuela. He didn't apply for asylum in any country along the way. But he tried to game the system in multiple different other ways that I think is absolutely crucial. According to the New York Post, Ibarra's wife, who he was staying with in New York City because, of course, he got bused to New York City because sanctuary, all them welfare benefits, they got married for the sole purpose of joining their asylum cases so that they would look more sympathetic. And this is because families are often treated better than single men. And Ibarra's wife admits this is why they got married, quote, so we could join our asylum cases she told the post and look more sympathetic so there you have it in plain english that these people are specifically doing things to make themselves look more sympathetic like having sham marriages in order to strengthen their asylum case which by the way is going to be adjudicated five to seven years down the road and even if they are adjudicated to be fraudsters the chances are they won't be deported anyway at that point in time because they will have established so many connections maybe had an anchor baby or two that are are given birthright citizenship in the united states of america so this gaming of the system is a stall tactic by these illegal migrants in order to subvert the fact that their asylum claims are ultimately fraudulent and if they're ever adjudicated they will likely be adjudicated to be fraudulent but it gets worse now of course upon arriving in the city of new york they were granted free food and shelter courtesy of the taxpayers so of course we were taking care of these people and a bar delivered for doordash and uber eats according to to his wife. Now, the Post has done stories about how DoorDash, Uber Eats, and similar companies are using migrants as a way to subvert the labor laws in the United States of America. But to be clear, it is entirely possible that he waited that 180-day work period or got the temporary Venezuelan authorization from the Biden administration and was technically working legally for these two institutions. So remember, they say that these migrants are only driven to crime out of desperation because they can't work and we're not providing enough shelters and whatnot for them this is in 2022 when New York was shelling out the big bucks to hotel these people they were giving them free food and according to his wife at a certain point in time he was in fact working none of those things appear to have prevented him from committing this murder if it is adjudicated that he is in fact the perpetrator of this homicide now I will also point out that another reason why migrants are being drawn to the city of New york in such great numbers is due to the-
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
4: flare.com. fact that like California, they passed a ridiculous absurd minimum wage increase. So they're coming here to work under the table to undercut those wages, which is causing problems for people who thought they were going to get a pay increase by doing this law, but again, just created another additional magnet for these illegal people defrauding the asylum system to come to major left-wing cities. Now, Ibarra was eventually arrested and part of his arrest was the fact that he was endangering a child. However, the way he was reportedly endangering this child was by riding on the scooter with the child behind him, and the child wasn't wearing a helmet.
5: But in an interview with the New York Post, Ibera's wife says that before their immigration hearing, Jose was arrested for riding a moped with their five-year-old son while doing food deliveries. Neither were wearing a helmet. At that point, ice could have taken jose into custody but it says he was released before that could happen
4: now this is technically endangerment of a child however i don't want to pin his particular release on bail reform policy because in reality in actuality if you are an average ordinary everyday citizen in the united states of america and you were riding with your kid on a motorcycle or scooter without a helmet you likely are not going to be held in rikers island pre-trial anyway so to be fair to to state bail reform laws this is not a bail reform case now you guys know from me being on this channel that I hate New York State bail reform law but I'm not gonna lie about it in order to achieve my political aims especially when there is another policy that was in effect that did prevent this person from being detained you see ice actually wanted to put a detainer on abara based on this arrest based on him popping up in the system however New York knowing that he was an illegal immigrant decided that they were going to release him before that detainer was put into effect, because ICE was definitely going to deport them, and our sanctuary city law in New York City prevents the city from cooperating with ICE agents unless the person is convicted. So even though this person, had he been a regular ordinary citizen even before bail reform law, likely would not have been held very long in the New York City jail system, the fact of the matter is, the reason they shuffled him out of the door so fast and didn't respond to this detainer is because they don't want to participate in the deportation of people even after they're arrested in the city of new york now of course abar ended up moving to georgia where he was working illegally as was his brother and this ultimately led to the circumstance where he encountered this person again they're saying it's random so i don't know how to describe how they met or anything like that while she was jogging, and he decided to brutally murder her.
5: The DA's office in Queens has refused to answer our questions, even denying the case exists.
4: Now, while I'm not surprised that the district attorney for Queens, New York, refuses to even acknowledge the existence of a case, because this would be acknowledging that maybe you could have done something about this, what is a bit surprising is this Georgia case that I learned about as I was editing this video. Because it turns out, in Georgia, Ibarra and his brother were arrested for shoplifting, and they would have been identified at processing at central booking but for some reason the police refused to book him on these charges
5: after his release jose headed to athens where his brother was now living he was only here for about a month when they were both accused of shoplifting from walmart According to the police report, the two allegedly stole food and clothes. They were given a citation and let go. A spokesperson with the Athens-Clarke County Police told me immigration status is handled during the booking process at the jail. And since they weren't arrested, that check wasn't done. But Jose's brother had been arrested the month before on a DUI charge.
4: So not taking retail theft seriously in the state of Georgia is actually an even closer example of a failure that led to somebody who shouldn't be in this country being released back onto the streets.
5: Now, ICE is aware of both brothers. I am told Diego Ibera, the one arrested for DUI and then later for having that fake green card, will be in court tomorrow morning. If he is granted bond, ICE will likely take him into custody. I
4: also find it interesting now that Jose Ibarra's brother, is being prosecuted and taken seriously by ICE for stealing a social security card when again it appears that this family had been violating immigration laws all along but now that there's attention they want to act like they're doing something about it now of course possibly the reason why Athens didn't do its job in this particular instance is because in 2019 they declare themselves a sanctuary city
1: Athens Clark County unified government is welcoming to people from all lands and backgrounds and strives to foster a community where individuals and families of all statuses feel safe, are able to prosper, and can breathe free.
4: And at a press conference related to this particular case, the mayor of Athens, in his infinite wisdom, decided that the real issue was that the evil orange man wasn't nice enough to illegal immigrants. And remember Charlottesville.
3: Is the expectation
1: of human dignity. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had the president of the united states speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign-born and you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like charlottesville
5: this is
3: an invasion. when i was young, so i was a criminal and you know what i thought about doing crossing the border to mexico to get away
1: from my
4: crime! Son, I'm gonna ask you to, to leave.
1: Jesus Christ! He saved me!
3: Now
4: I'm glad to see that somebody was standing up to him in the middle of this press conference because regardless of how you feel about illegal immigrants and whatnot, and if you think they should be here the idea that you would bring up the fact that in 2019 the president was too anti-illegal immigrant for your taste after an illegal immigrant murdered a citizen, somebody who lived in your city, somebody that you are supposed to protect is ridiculous and absurd, especially when your police make the arrest and they could have booked him, turned him over to ICE, and he could have been released. But that's what this guy wants to bring up right now. He wants to talk about the humanity of the illegal immigrant who murdered this Georgia resident, this nursing student. By the way, there is a GoFundMe for her. You can go look at it. I'll link it in the description if you want to support their family. But if you are in Athens, Georgia, maybe you should reconsider the mayor that you have because his first priority is to go after the evil orange man, not to talk about the murderer his first priority is to defend his stupid sanctuary city law rather than say you know what maybe i made a mistake maybe the police should have booked this person maybe we should take retail theft more seriously the fact of the matter is through allowing people to claim asylum fraudulently so commonly we have erased the southern border effectively in the united states of america there are basically no rules no limits and when these people get to left-wing cities like new york they are protected beyond the level of an American citizen and given welfare beyond the level of an American citizen. And when you do all that, when you don't enforce immigration laws, when you incentivize asylum fraudsters, even for gang members in all these other various situations that we covered related to the city of New York, this is bound to happen. And when it happens to be a criminal migrant that shouldn't be here in the first place, that is a preventable death, a preventable homicide, a preventable crime that would have not occurred had we had a sensible border policy. So this is completely inexcusable. I don't want to hear about oh based on us obscuring the data these people commit less crimes than black americans so it's okay. No, it's not okay. I don't want to hear about, oh, all these other migrants, they just want to work. Again, it's not okay. You need to have some system, some rules. You need to require these people to apply for asylum in each and every country because guess what? If you would have had to do it in Colombia and every nation along the route, he would still be in the process in all those countries and never have committed this crime in the first place. But hey... Those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you liked this video, show them by leaving a like, subscribe for more content, follow me on my social medias, support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about the murder of Lake and Riley. Till next time.
2: Order now